What is the difference between Kabbalah and Hasidus? The question remains now is how is Kabbalah and Hasidus similar and how are Kabbalah and Hasidus uh, different? So, first of all, let me repeat what we discussed last time briefly. I explained to you that Hakira is limited to logic. And it's limited also to reality. You cannot know about God what the world doesn't tell you and you cannot know about God things that are higher than understanding. Kabbalah is called Kabbalah because it's a revelation from Hashem. Kabbalah is not a philosophy, it's a mysticism. In other words, it's not logical based on the world alone. It's logical based on the fact that Hashem revealed it to us. But there's a, another, a second difference between Kabbalah and Hakira, and that's the real difference. And that is, besides the difference that Hakira is limited to logic and Kabbalah is not, Kabbalah is an intimate learning and Hakira is an objective learning. In other words, the, tr- the true concept of learning Kabbalah is really using a book to find God in yourself. While Hakira is using a book to understand God as an entity unto himself, separate from you. And the true concept of understanding Pnimi Yisatoira is by relating to the ideas because those ideas exist in your Neshama. The lower levels of Kabbalah you can understand logically. The higher levels of Kabbalah, which you could also understand, but they're very abstract and indirect type or kind of understanding, are only experienced as a hafla, or the richness, because they exist in our neshama. And this is where Kabbalah and Hasidus are very similar. Kabbalah and Hasidus both are mystical, which means to say that the credibility of these limudim is based not on the cold, dispersonal, objective study but on the fact that they can use these titus to relate to Hashem and intimately to understand Hashem, to experience Elokos, based on the fact that you have them within your neshama. But, Kabbalah and Hasidus provide the vehicle, they provide the ladder, they provide the roadmap that helps bring you from your external self to your internal self, from your intellectual self to your spiritual self, to your soul self, to your neshama self. So now let's explain this first. Let's move on. Okay, and I guess I'll begin with a little story which is known. It's known by Chesidim. It's been told many times. I'm sure I've told the story before in my classes, in these classes also. That is, where the story goes that the Chesidim of the Alter Rebbe in the later years of Alter Rebbe's life, the Liadi years, which were such rich years, they were incredible years, came to the Alter Rebbe and asked the Alter Rebbe to say Chassidus on the Seder of the Yitzchayim, right? Like you asked me, and your question, isn't Chassidus simply an explanation of Kabbalah? So they came to the Alter Rebbe and said, you're saying my mother Chassidus on the Psukim of the Pasha. You're saying my mother Chassidus on pieces of Zayar. Say my mother Chassidus on Kabbalah of Dariz on Yitzchayim. And the Alter Rebbe answered, and of course we all know that Alter Rebbe said everything with a tune, with a special tune. So he responded and said with a tune, Vos is Yitzchayim, Hishtal Shalos. I'm sorry, I cannot attempt even to repeat the tune. I don't know the tune. I never heard the Alter Rebbe's voice. There are occasions where the Rebbe would sing, where the Rebbe, our Rebbe would sing the Nigin as the Alter Rebbe spoke, but I'm not able to do that, obviously. What is Kabbalah Hishtalshlos? Mr. Sidon speaks about Hishtalshlos. We speak higher and even higher. And that's really the answer to the question directly. 
is Chassidus the same as Kabbalah or not? And the answer is Kabbalah is Ishtalshalus. And Chassidus is higher than Kabbalah because it speaks higher than Ishtalshalus. And this is what I would like to attempt to get across here. Okay? This is the situation. You know, it's the old story that if you don't think about something, you tend to make it less than it is. Subjects that you know nothing about, you think nothing of. The more you learn about something, the more that something becomes substantive. When there, if there's a subject in the world that you know very little about, you think it's simple. It's just human nature. It's the way it is. Because only when you begin to search and research and examine and think does it become meaningful to you. I'm going to give you an example. There's a very famous exchange between the Rambam and the Raivet, where the Rambam writes that anybody who says that Hashem has a body, Gufu Gvi, is a minion and a pekeris, is a heretic. And the Raivet gets really upset about this, and he writes, The Raivet writes to the Rambam, how could you say that people who say Hashem has a body are up him, Jews better than you thought this way. It's a famous argument that Rambam Raivet in Nuchus Tshuva. So of course the question becomes that Ivy doesn't agree with the Rambam. That Ivy thinks it's okay to imagine him as having a goof, and of course the answer is certainly not. That Ivy totally agrees with the Rambam. So if you agree with him, why are you arguing? So again, these are Fabringian discussions. So the answer that's always brought is that when the Rambam wrote those words, that anybody who believes that Hashem is a goof and a gvia, is a minin apicatus, they opened the doors of Ganadin, and a thousand years of Neshama is sent to Gehenim. Why? Because Yidin never thought about the Yerushtar. They just believed in him. They thought about his mitzvah. So when they read the Pasuk in Chumash, they described him as having a hand or a foot or an eye or an ear. They didn't think much. They figured, why not? If you don't think about it, you have no problems. But when the Rambam called him, so the Raivet had Rachmanas on these Nishamas, and he argued with the Rambam, even though he agrees with the Rambam, so they should send him back into Ganadin. And of course, the point is that when a person approaches the Abish with a Munapshut with simple faith, and appreciates that the Abish has hands and feet and eyes and ears because he's reading Sukkim and takes it a faith value. And he has not examined them theologically. It's foolish. It's wrong. But it's not heretical. It only becomes heresy when you believe theologically, when you believe through logic and through research and through study that it is this way. So the point that I'm making is you can have many Jews who are very devout, very learned, very pious, very firm, and they push it, didn't think about the Eivish that much. And the argument is that the mission says in Chagiga, in Dershem, Alamaylam, Alamatam, Alafonam, Alach, you're not supposed to think about the Eivish. You're supposed to approach the Eivish there with a Munapshut. But when you approach the Eivish with a Munapshut, the Eivish that you have is not only simple, but he's small. Nobody is blaming you, but there's no depth to it, right? In other words, if you want to have a profound, Sense of the Abish, they have to think about it, which is, of course, the famous first words in the Rambam's Mishneh Torah. Yeseida, Yeseida, Zamuda, Chochmas, Leida, Sheyesha, Motzerishin, Vumamzi, Kolimtsa, and so on. And the Rambam says the first mitzvah in Torah is not to believe, it's to know intellectually. Because only when you study the Abish, the intellectual, do you begin to appreciate what the Abish means in terms of its profundity, so that you develop a higher idea of what the Eivish is. You know, you have in the Lange Brief, where this person, who was very, a great scholar, a great God, 
But he didn't think about the Eibishter much, and therefore he imagined when he wanted to develop Yiras Hashem, the Eibishter is a charging buffalo. A char- you visualize in your mind a buffalo running at you, and you're filled with fear, and imagine the Eibishter is stronger than that buffalo. Now, is it false? No. But is it childish? Certainly. You should have a, a deeper concept of the Eibishter. But if you never think about him, you don't have that kind of appreciation. So the beginning of it is using your mind. Which, of course, very dangerous and very controversial, but this is the Ramam's Psaq, that you have to have Leida, and of course, this is the Chesturim of Chasidus, particularly Chasidus Chabad. So philosophy tries to understand the Eivishter from the world. So using the world as a backdrop, you can have quite a profound understanding of the Eivishter, like you see in the Rambam and the Rasag and so on, but it's still limited. Then you have Kabbalah, which is Acharei metaphysics beyond the world. To understand the Abish they're higher than the world. No, how could you understand the Abish they're higher than the world? How? What's your basis? In other words, if you're using your mind to try and understand what Hashem is, you can only understand Hashem is based on the evidence. What you see. What you see is world. If you understand the world completely and you use that as a means of extrapolating, understanding the Creator, you don't know what He is. You know what He is as the Creator of this universe, of this world, not more. So Kabbalah speaks higher than the world. speaks about Sfidus. And of course, when Kabbalah speaks about these ideas, Kabbalah tells you we don't know these things from the world because the world doesn't reveal these things. We know these things from the Teda. So Teda teaches us things about Alakus which the world does not have. And by teaching us things about Alakus that the world does not have, we have a richer and a higher understanding of the Abish. But of course, the question becomes how can you relate to something about Alakus which you don't have any model for. If Kabbalah is teaching you ideas about the Eivishtas, which are not a part of the world, so you can't relate to them. And if you can't relate to them, how could you understand them? And if you can't understand them, how could they move you? And how can they raise you? And so on. And this is why Kabbalah is full of mushal, full of metaphor, allegory, and specifically the mushal of Mibisari Echselaka. That we say that Adam Ha'elyon, the idea of godliness which is higher than the world, which is called Tzfidah, that we're hoping to understand, which will enrich our appreciation of what the Eibishter is, can be understood by studying a person, because man was created in that image. In the image of godliness, which the world does not reveal, man was created. So you use a person as a mushal, and this allows you to understand the Tzfidah, which is the Nimshal. This is how people learn Chacham Sakabala. They're learning ideas about Alakus, which the world does not tell us. The Taita tells us. But the Taita says, in the world there's an allegory, there's a metaphor, there's a mushal which you can use to understand these ideas about Alakus, even though they're not part of the world, and that's Adam, that's the person. So you study the person. Of course, you don't study the person as a scientist does. You started the person as Taita does, as Kabbalah does, and we understanding the Midas of a person, and the Seichel of a person, and so on. You have a sense of what Esesvides are, and therefore you understand the Lakus, godliness, godliness which is higher than the world. And by understanding godliness which is higher than the world, your sense of what the Abish did becomes richer and greater. The more you can extrapolate, the more you can go past what the world tells you to things that the world doesn't tell you and understand directly or indirectly those ideas, the finer will be your understanding of what Hashem is. It's never going to change. 
The one constant is the tachas hayadiyah The end of all knowledge is to know that we can't know what Hashem really is. But the more we can push back the limit of what we can understand, the more profound and the more sublime will be our sense of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. And it's a mitzvah, sasei deiraith, it's the first mitzvah, it's the mitzvah of Necha Hashem Alekecha. Asher tesicham, etzitayim beis avadim, according to the Rambam, leida, to know HaKadosh Baruch So Kabbalah introduces you to Hishtalsulus, to Sviris, and by introducing you to Hishtalsulus, and Sviris, it's allowing you, and you have a moshal, nebsari echtalaka, it's allowing you to understand ideas about godliness which you don't know from the world and therefore have a finer concept of what Alakus is. But in brief, just like Kabbalah is Achare Hateva, just like Kabbalah goes beyond philosophy, because philosophy only knows Hashem from the world. And Kabbalah reveals things which we don't know from the world, we just have a muscle from the world to understand them. Chesidus is the Kabbalah, what Kabbalah is the Chikira. Chesidus is what you call the Shlila, which is after the Chiyu. After you understand this Sviris, and when you understand this Sviris, you understand what it means, Alakus and Sviris, and Gili Alakus, and many such aspects. Chesidus says, now you have to extrapolate beyond what Kabbalah says. Kabbalah explains to you Alakus, which is above the world, but the way it's in a form of Adam. And Chesidus says, that just like you learned from the marshal of Adam in the world to understand Svidus of Adam and Elion, which are outside of the world, you're going to use the Svidus of Adam, which are outside of the world, to appreciate the Ain Safe, which is not an Adam at all. And that's the meaning of this statement of the Alter Rebbe, that Kabbalah explains Heshtalshlus, Kabbalah explains godliness, which is not part of the world, but godliness, which is not part of the world, which has a form. And Chesidus, extrapolates beyond to go from the form to the formless, from the chiyuv to the shlila, what you can know directly to what you know indirectly to have a sense of what Ein Seif is. Moreover, in Ein Seif there's various levels, there's Gilu, there's Helem, there's Etem, and Chesidus wants us to understand these ideas to the limited, to, to, the, to the best of our limited abilities. And understanding these ideas, the whole point of it is that you have a much more sublime sense of what Hashem is. And although at the end of the day, everybody, the Chaykir and the Makubul and the Chosid, all conclude that we don't know, what God is remains a mystery. But the more we can understand, the more meaningful, the more lofty will be the which comes out.